I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Can you believe it? It's 2016 already. I hope you had a great festive period, relaxed and ready to go for the new year. I'm sorry I've been away for three weeks, but you know, it's a busy time for some of our great guests that we get on the show. And for myself, I was best man at a wedding. I was back in England to see my family and now back in Doha celebrating the new year. And what a great year it's going to be ahead. We're going to have many more great guests that we can learn from who are the best in the world. This week's guest is Ben Askren. I'll be getting on to exactly who he is and what he does in a short while. But one of the things we talk about a lot on this show is goal setting. And some people call this New Year's resolution. I'm going to eat less cheese. I'm going to eat less chocolate. But, you know, I, I don't think New Year's resolutions necessarily work. In previous years, one thing I've been able to do is I've been lowering lowering my intake in sugar uh, I used to always have two teaspoons of sugar for every cup of tea a couple of years ago I reduced it to one last year I reduced it to none now I can't even have any sugar anywhere near me when I have a, a hot drink oh that was very partridge-esque but this year uh, I've got a bit more lofty goals lofty ambitions uh, one of the things which I think is very crucial and you'll hear this from previous podcast and I'm sure we'll hear it again on future podcasts is your goals need to be quite uh, accurate and they can't just be they have to be measurable so uh, a lot of the goals I'm going to mention I've got certain things I want to achieve in three months in six months in 12 months I'm not going to go into that much detail but I just thought if I tell you the listener what my goals are it gives me a little bit more reason, a little bit more pressure for me to be able to achieve them. So by putting them out in the public domain, you can come up to me in six months' time or in 12 months' time or send me a tweet on at Richard underscore par and say, Richard, have you learned Spanish yet? Richard, have you read 25 books? Yes, those are a couple of my goals. I want to be fluent in Spanish. Um, Some of you may know that I spent a year in Madrid in 2005 and my Spanish was terrible. I didn't know any. It was a very difficult place to live if you didn't speak Spanish. I picked up a few words in the end, but I've forgotten quite a lot, if I'm honest. All I can really do now is order a beer, una cerveza, por favor, and say to a lady, tu eres deslumbrante, you are dazzling. 
Uh, the latter didn't work. The the first one did work. I was able to get a beer. That's no problem. So I I find it quite embarrassing not being able to speak more than one language, being only able to speak English, and even that I do quite badly. So a real goal of mine is to speak a second language, and I've decided Spanish is the one. How am I going to do that? Well, I've I've already got a few books which I'm looking into. I also use the fantastic app Duolingo. Download that. It's for free really good lessons which you can only spend like 10 minutes a day if you want and, and you'll grow grow your vocabulary for that and I think one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to spend some time in, in, in a Spanish country however long that may be we'll, we'll have to see what happens later this year but I think it's a really good place well it's really important to immerse yourself in a country I think I'm going to try Argentina because I've never been to South America so that's a real goal of mine to try and head to that continent so we'll see what happens there. Uh, another goal, speaking of South America, is to attend the uh, 2016 Summer Olympics, which is in Rio de Janeiro. Whether that will happen with Al Jazeera, we'll have to see. I'll, I'll keep you informed on that. But, you know, the London 2012 Olympics was such an exciting time. Really, really enjoyed the event and would love to go to Brazil once again. If I do spend time in South America, one thing I, I'm looking to to do to take up is possibly brazilian jiu-jitsu that would be one of my goals for staying in shape it would be great to learn another skill Um, and there's so many classes and schools opening up around the world be it in brighton be it in doha be it in london be it in around the world so that that's something i'm looking to do uh, but I'm not going to look to do that until at least the uh, the middle part of the year. This first uh, three months is a bit difficult. What I am going to be doing immediately, as you may have just heard, is I am aiming to do to read 25 books. So that's about a book every fortnight. Um, try to improve my speed reading. Tim Ferriss, if you Google him and speed reading, gives a few tips. So that can help you with that if you need to do that. One book I read over the festive period was The Art of Learning by Josh Weitzkin. Fantastic insight into the art of learning from a high-level athlete. Josh was a chess champion And then he took what he learned from becoming really good at chess and took it into the martial arts world. And he did competitive Tai Chi and became a world champion at that. Very fascinating insight. He's also doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now. We'll try and get him on the show. I think we could all benefit from his knowledge. As well as 25 books. By the way, I'm going to try and read 12 of them by half of the year. So I'm tracking these goals. Uh, I want to read. Uh, well, I want to listen to twelve audio books, which I'll be doing on Audible.com. I'll be giving you a free audio book in just a moment because, of course, Audible is one of the sponsors. Two more goals I want to tell you about quickly. One is to be more charitable. I don't do enough for charity, so I'm going to be looking for a charity to that I can donate to. But also, I want to get a charity involved in the site and in the podcast. A charity that I can direct people to. I'm looking into a few now. Hopefully, we can get that going in the next month or so. If you are interested and you think that The Best in the World with Richard Powell would be a perfect fit for your charity, then please get in touch. And finally, my last goal I want to mention to you about is I want to take up stand-up comedy. Not that I think I'm funny. I don't think I'm funny at all, actually. But I think it's such a skill. But I think it's a learnable skill. 
like so many things we talk about on this show, I think with the right effort, dedication, knowledge and teaching, you can be good at anything. Now, I speak publicly for Al Jazeera, for QPW Wrestling, on the podcasts. I did my best man speech recently. I'm very comfortable talking in front of people, but I'd like to be more funny doing it. And so I'd like to take a class of stand-up comedy, and my aim for the end of the year is to have at least done one stand-up show. If that happens, of course, I'll let you know where it is. That will add a bit more pressure, but, you know, pressure can be good at times. So those are my goals. I've got to stick to them. Please ask me about them if you see me. That puts more, even more pressure than I'm doing them. I'll give you an update in three months' time and in six months' time, just like I'm going to do for myself, so I can really stay in focus with my goals and I hope you have goals for the new year if you do why don't you send me a tweet at richard underscore par tell me what they are I'd love to hear from you let's try and work together and achieve our dreams achieve our goals as I mentioned one of my goals is to listen to 12 audiobooks this year and guess what I'm giving you the chance to listen to one audiobook for free as part of a 30-day free trial with Audible. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. They've got some fantastic books. I'm going to be talking about the audiobook I recently listened to a little bit later in the show. But you really should take advantage of this. A free audiobook download. They're the best in the world at what they do. Again, the website you need to go to. www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. So, today's show is with Ben Askren. He's an MMA star who is currently the one welterweight champion. That's mixed martial arts. He was an NCAA Division I wrestling champion. He won that twice. And he competed in freestyle wrestling at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Then he went into MMA. He's now with one, one of the leading organizations in the world in mixed martial arts. They've got a big year ahead of them. Follow them. Go to 1FC.com for all the information about them. Askren is a very confident, controversial, outspoken star. This is definitely one episode you don't want to miss. Really listen to it. He talks about his goals for the year, the importance of social media, and also what it's like training WWE turned UFC star CM Punk. Now, when CM Punk decided he was going to join UFC, Askren had a few words to say about the idea of Punk going into mixed martial arts, but he, uh, this was on Twitter, he, he put comments questioning the move, but he's now actually training Punk in amateur wrestling, and we talk about that in the podcast, one of the very interesting things that Ben talks about. So, you know what, let's stop talking about Ben, let's talk to Ben, he is the best in the world. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Ben Askren, welcome to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. Um, You've had an amazing career in wrestling and now MMA. But one thing which stood out for me before we we get on to all of that was you played disc golf, is that right? 
Yeah, that's correct. I used to play a lot more before I had uh, uh, kids, but still get out to play quite a bit. Can you just explain how that, how that sport works? I've never heard of it before. Uh, disc golf? I just like golf, uh, but it's the disc is um, a smaller frisbee, which you know a little more compact. And uh, you got a tee box like in golf, and you got a goal like in golf, and you got to make it as few shots as possible. And so, how did you get interested into that? You know, I had a few friends who did it, and uh, you know, like anything, I get started in. I'm fair. I like being competitive, and started playing in tournaments and more tournaments, and then. Um, before you knew it, I was playing in really big tournaments, and uh, and that was it. Did, didn't you come like ninth in the national championship or something like that? I took ninth in the amateur worlds twice, and I took second at the amateur nationals. So obviously, you've been a wrestler, and you're, you're now in MMA. Were there any specific characteristics you had from the learning of wrestling and and what you do now that you took into disc golf? Is there anything in particular you you can pinpoint? I would say not not specifically from those athletic activities, but I mean probably what your whole show is about is that in my opinion, success is a skill, and uh, once you learn how to do it in one field, if you apply the same thought process to other fields, then uh, you're going to be successful at those also. So with with that in mind, when we talk about mixed martial arts, you need to be pretty good at a bit of everything. Do you prefer to you know, be a, a jack of all trades or do you prefer to just hone in on, on the one skill or two skills? Well, um, I would say it's somewhere between those. Uh, you know, I practice everything, but I also have the understanding that I'm never going to be as good at the other things as I am at wrestling. So that, that's my, my largest advantage. Uh, so yeah, so I would say it's not really a jack of all trades, but it's also not. I'm just focusing on one thing, like say people in early MMA would have done. It's a, uh, it's a mixture of, uh, of both of those theories of thought. And of course, your younger brother was also a wrestler, um, national yeah. champion. And you mentioned you how competitive you were. How much of having a younger brother who was also good at wrestling and sports? Did that push you to work a little bit harder? The the competitive the comp- the competition between you two. Yeah, you know what? He didn't get super competitive at wrestling until um, a little later, and uh, so it, it did push us when we were older, but not when we were younger, as a lot of people would uh, would assume or would would think. Okay, so where did you first get the interest in wrestling? Uh, I did all the sports. Uh, you know, just regular American kid who who played a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I did soccer, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling. I did everything, and wrestling. Wrestling drew me in more than anything because of a lot of things. Uh, my combative nature, uh, and then I really like the fact that. I saw results for the work I did, you know, meaning it's one-on-one and it's not like a football team where you're one of 11 people and, you know, you, your efforts don't uh, translate maybe directly to success right away. And with that, when you took up wrestling, how important was it for you to immediately have competition or did you wait a long time before you really had the basic skill set down? 
No, I think we. I think I mean shit. I don't remember exactly. I mean, I know I wrestled in some matches in my earlier years. For say first through fourth grade, I wrestled in some matches. Uh, fifth grade would be the point at which I, I know I started taking it seriously because I quit baseball because I wanted to wrestle more, and some of the tournaments conflicted with each other. So uh, I would say fifth grade is the you know really point turning point as to. Uh, where I started doing more and more and more wrestling and more competitions and uh, and really, you know, just could never get enough. And I, I noticed you got a degree in geography, but how much of your studies, um, uh, how much were your studies affected by your, your wrestling and your focus on that? Were you able to be a good student and a good wrestler at the same time or, or were they unable to go hand in hand? Well, I picked geography for, for the simple fact that it was, it was something I enjoyed and it it wasn't overly difficult uh, because I th- you know I thought I was going to be a wrestling coach and I am a wrestling coach obviously as well as a fighter right now, um, so I, I saw that as my future and obviously there wasn't an exact a degree path in that, uh, so I had to pick something else, but. Um, yeah, so you know, I did geography because yeah, and I did do well. I had like a three point two or something, and it was fairly easy. Oh, fantastic! So, what was your goal when you were in in your early years of wrestling, and did you achieve your personal goal in that? Uh, I would say yes and no. I mean, I set very lofty goals for myself. Like you know, the, the three that stick out would be uh, four time high school state champion, four time college national champion, and then Olympic gold medalist, and. I won two high school state titles and I won two na- college national titles and I finished runner-up in the other two seasons and then I uh, I obviously went to the Olympics but I didn't get a medal so um, you could definitely say I came up short in uh, uh, you know, on all of my goals. But in in the national championships, for example, if, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe you lost your the first two finals, and then you went on to win it twice. Yeah. Uh, how much did you learn from the experience of losing? Um, <laughs> from those specific matches, I, I, you know, I don't know about, I don't know about those specific matches. I can't tell you that I, I learned that much, but you know, overall, um, from my experience in the sport, I mean, I lost hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of times as a, as a kid, as a high schooler, um, all the way on up and just, uh, you know, learning or you know, even in practice when you lose, you, you figure out what you're not good at. If you really desire to be that good, you figure out why you're failing and you fit, you know, and Losing helps you figure it out faster, and if you, if you're going as competition as subpar and you're winning easily, you're never going to finish. You know, figure out what what your deficiencies are. So, were you never keen on giving the Olympics another go? Um, you know what? After '08, I had to decide between mixed martial arts and wrestling because mixed martial arts was something I also wanted to pursue, and so I gave mixed martial arts a try. And uh, I ended up being good at it. I can make a living at it. And so I just stuck with it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Much more to come from Ben Askren in just a moment on the best in the world. And one thing he does bring up is his training of UFC star, former WWE star, CM Punk. Punk left the WWE in controversial circumstances and has now joined one of the biggest fight promotions in the world, the UFC. Yet he's never even been in a mixed martial arts fight. So we'll have to see how he gets on and if Ben Askren's wrestling training helps him in the octagon. Now, talking of wrestling, it's been a wrestling audiobook that I've been listening to lately. That is Yes by Daniel Bryan, one of the biggest underdogs in WWE history. He was on the independent circuit for over 10 years. I actually saw him wrestle in Portsmouth of all places. He actually hurt his shoulder. I also met him on an escalator in Houston before a Ring of Honor show. Really, really nice guy. And it was great to see his dreams come true at WrestleMania 30 when he become when he became the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The book is chronicling this journey. A few interesting things I didn't know. But it's also nice reading his perspective on things I've seen on TV and in public and in real life. So it's a very good book from that sense. One thing I don't like about it is they have a section of the book. Daniel reads most of it. But there's a section where they get a narrator to read through Daniel's week and uh, leading up to WrestleMania 30. And while this is interesting, some of the language is just too flowery. It's too over the top. They refer to Daniel as the yes man and the bearded one and the tenacious grappler. And it's just too much. It's too WWE. It's too PG. It's too ready for the kids when actually all we want to do is learn about Daniel Bryan's story. But regardless, I would highly recommend you download it on Audible. And guess what? You can do it for free as part of The Best in the World with Richard Parr and our relationship with Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash best for your 30-day free trial. You get a free download as part of it. All you have to do 
is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. Now, we've been talking about the best in the world, so let's get back to someone who certainly is that in the MMA world, the one welterweight champion, Ben Askren. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. You joined Bellator and you, you became champion. How how did that feel in, in winning that in your your seventh fight as a professional? It was good. Uh, it was expected. I don't, I don't think the the opponents I had at that point were. Yeah, I guess they were ranked kind of high, but I didn't view them as that good. So it was kind of it was what I expected. I expected to go in and win. What was your most challenging fight there? Uh, in going to the title in, in in Bellator, who who was the most challenging opponent you had? Well, in my whole, in my entire time there, it would have been Jay Haran, who I want to split decision. I don't agree with the fact that it was a split decision, but it was a split decision. That would probably be my most challenging fight. And you're now with One FC. How have you found the differences between the two company and how you're enjoying your time there right now? Um, you know, I haven't noticed a gigantic difference. Um, I'm enjoying my time immensely. They're growing. Actually, you know, I, I see a fair amount of similarities between Bellator and One and the fact that, uh, you know, I saw Bellator grow from when you, I think I started in Bellator 13. And when I left, they were in the hundreds somewhere, I believe. And so, um, you know, I, I watched them grow up from nothing, essentially, to where they were at. And uh, One is kind of a little farther along in the process where they're already pretty big, but I still see a huge amount of growth potential in them. And when when you became uh, world champion with one, um, had the experience from Bellator winning the title help? Do do you have a different mindset when when you're going for a belt, or or is it just this is a guy I have to beat regardless? Yep, same same mindset every single time. So what what is your normal routine heading into a fight the the hour before? What what kind of things are you doing from the fight? Just warm warming up, relaxing, getting ready to rumble. No. Nothing. I have no uh, specific routines or anything like that, and I think the most important thing for me is to stay relaxed. So there's no superstitions or anything like that. No. Okay. So, could you ever see yourself one day competing with the UFC? Is that a goal, or are you happy with one? Definitely not a goal. Uh, if it happens, it happens. Which I would, I would lean towards. It's not going to happen. Um. Why do you think that is? Why? Because I have a contract with one, and I know how much longer my, I want my competitive career to be, and I know uh, what my past dealings with them were. That being the one FC, uh, the one FC, the UFC. Uh, you know, they did a lot of things that I'm not going to talk publicly about it, but they did a lot of things that uh, they they didn't treat me right. They did a lot of things that were I would uh, it was ugly. So how long do you think you have left in mixed martial arts then? A couple of years. A couple of years. What, what, what have you set as targets for yourself during that time? Uh, just beat everybody up. That's all I do. <laughs> the champs just keep beating people up. And you mentioned you're, you're still a wrestling coach. One person uh, I've read that you're, you're training is CM Punk. How, how's he looking right now? He's getting better. He's making a lot of progress. You know, he started off. He kind of started off from scratch, um, and so so we were doing a lot of work. He's getting better, and hopefully he'll get in the octagon sometime this year. 
Will, will you be in his corner or anything like that? Uh, if he asks me to be, I will. I'm not sure yet. You know, it also obviously depends on my schedule and where I'm at and what I'm doing. And and you're based out of uh, Milwaukee. Um, what's it like being based there and and, and the fighters there? It, it, is it a good place for you to 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 base everything out of? Uh, it, it, this is where I grew up. Milwaukee's uh, where I'm from, and so you know I was gone for ten years between. Missouri and Arizona, but it did feel good coming home, and I have family here, and I have friends here, so it's a comfortable place. Obviously, there's a really good mixed martial arts team, so that helps everything. So uh, everything's good, man. That's fantastic. Now, I just want to go back to CM Punk quickly. You had to question the UFC signing him before on Twitter, and obviously you've, you've, you've made friends after that, but is social media a help or a hindrance for you as an athlete? Help. It's a huge help. I mean, anyone who says otherwise, it just means they're stupid and they don't understand how to use social media to their benefit because social media gives athletes uh, a gigantic upper hand over the the more mainstream media and also the athletic promotions um, that they never had previously. Because, you know, if I want to say something, I can say something and a lot of people are going to hear it. Whereas 20, even 20 years ago, that's not the case, Right. Uh, if an athlete has a gripe, they're not, they're not going to be heard. And so social media is great for athletes. Have you ever been censored, so to speak, from Bellator or 1FC on anything you've said? I don't be censored. <laughs> I, I'm uncensorable. And and talk, talking of being uncensored, when, when an opponent starts trash-talking um, you, like, for example, Luis Santos, Santos even, uh, calls you a pussy and a rat. Uh, how do, how much does that annoy you? Do, how do you stay focused? Do you use those insults for for motivation or anything like that? I just, I, I honestly don't even pay attention to what most of my opponents are saying because they're well, the majority of them have been stupid and insignificant. Have Have you ever let it get inside you uh, at any level? Not not once in my entire life. Okay, so you're you're undefeated in MMA. Do, do you think that run will ever end? Uh no. I, l- I love the confidence. Have you always been that this confident? For most of my life, yeah. Once I once I learned that confidence, once I figured out that confidence was an attribute, uh there's no reason to stop it, right? Just keep it rolling. Now I'm 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 with you there. Um and a lot of people then wonder what's the difference between confidence and arrogance. Do do you think there's a difference? Of course. Um perception mostly so 2016 what what are your goals uh i know you say you want to beat everyone up but is there any person you, you want to face do you have an idea of how many times you'd like to fight this year i think i'm gonna fight three times and uh, whoever want to see chooses me to fight that's who i'll fight ben if if people want to get in touch with you on social media and and, and follow your progress how, how would they do that and if there's anything else you'd like to promote please let our listeners know no, just follow me on social media. It's just my name, at Ben Askren, and Facebook, Ben Askren, and I am not censored. I'll tell you exactly how I feel and what I think, almost to a fault. <laughs> well, Ben, thanks a lot for coming on the show, and thank you for being the best in the world. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Episode 9, 
or episode one of 2016, whatever you want to call it, but it is done. Ben Askren, great chat with him. As you heard, he's a very confident individual. Keep across his fights in the one championship. He is the welterweight champion. For all your details on their events, go to 1FC.com. They've got some fantastic cards going on around the world, so tune into those. We're bound to have more MMA stars on the podcast later this year. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to learn from more other people who are the best in the world at what they do, go back and listen to the previous eight podcasts. We've got rugby stars, sailing stars, swimming stars, hockey stars, football stars, They're all very fascinating people. Learn from them. Get better yourself. If you want more details, head to the website, richardparr.net. That's P-A-R-R. Or give me a tweet at Richard underscore Parr, P-A-R-R. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about the podcast. This is your podcast. I know it sounds like it's all about me, but it's not. It's your podcast. Together, we want to learn from the greatest people in the world. Every week, I'll be trying new things, different things. Let's see what sticks on the wall. But if there's anything you do like or don't like, let me know. It's the only way I'm going to learn as I do this podcast for you. Because Ultimately, that's what we're here to do, to get knowledge and to learn. And we will learn from a new person next week on the Best in the World podcast. Comes out every Wednesday on iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Also, you can download it on Stitcher or on the website. I've just told you the details of where to go there. Don't forget to download Audible. But for now, have a fantastic 2016 and I'll speak to you next week. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 